Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Folks, the celebration of a lifetime for many was disrupted by shots being fired while on the parade route celebrating a Super Bowl victory by the Kansas City Chiefs. One person killed and more than 20 others injured, and at least half of them are children. Brian Locke, an anchor with KMBC, uh, an Odyssey station in Kansas City, joins us. Brian, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Noah. Uh, Brian, I don't know how otherwise to describe it other than tragic uh, and otherwise uh, an event that everyone wanted to celebrate the uh, incredible uh, victory of the Kansas City Chiefs being disrupted by these shots. What is the mood of the city this morning? somber, angry, looking for reason, I would say, is is the feeling that we have in Kansas City this morning. It's been almost 48 hours since this horrific tragedy happened. Immediately after this happened, the air, you could just feel it sucked out of the entire city. And since the air, it's, it's hanging heavy. It's stale. It's stagnant. And People are just wondering why and how this happened, especially because, you know, there were 800,000, between 800,000 and a million people downtown for this parade. More than 800 police officers along this parade route that was nearly a mile long. And, and this still happened on, on a day that, as you said, rightly should have been joyous and celebratory. And it, it turned into anything but that. Uh, it turns out. Two juveniles, uh, they, they arrested three. One was released saying that uh, that individual didn't have anything to do with it. Two juveniles. Uh, do we know the motive? We know nothing about a motive. All we know, Kansas City Police yesterday said that it appears that an altercation between two groups of people led to this outbreak of gunfire that killed a woman and injured 22 people. Now, we know nothing about a motive whatsoever. All we know Initially, all we knew was that it wasn't terrorism-related. Police said initially out of the gate, within just an hour or two of the shooting, that, that they believed that it was not terror-related. There was a lot of relief about that, but then there were questions that, that people had immediately about how this happened with such a large law enforcement presence, um, with so many people so tightly packed in such a small space. Uh, and it's honestly, Newell, it a miracle that more people weren't injured when you look at how many people were there just feet away from where these gunshots were fired. Um, it's, it could have been so much worse. And, and chief fans were, were the ones who tackled at least one of the shooters, the alleged shooters, 
um, at Chief Stands were the ones who, who tackled this person and police were able to make an arrest. But as you say, two of these uh, suspects under arrest are juveniles. They're under the age of 18. And that is causing some issues, not necessarily issues, but wrinkles in the charging process for uh, investigators in Jackson County, the county where Kansas City, Missouri is located. We're talking with Brian Locke, an anchor with KMBC radio station and Odyssey station in Kansas City. I was looking at the Odyssey website this morning, and I noticed that there were a number of you guys from uh, KMBC that were there. Were you there? I was there before this happened, and I went down after this happened. I was not there when this happened, and I'm honestly, Newell, I'm, I'm part of me. It's thankful I wasn't there. Part of my journalistic bone says I should have been there, but I, I was not there. Thankfully, we did have many um, employees, Odyssey employees, Odyssey Kansas City employees who were there. And thankfully, everyone got out okay. No one was physically injured. But the emotional scars from this are going to run very, very deep. As I said, there were 800,000 to a million people at this parade. That's almost half of Kansas City. Yeah. Everybody was there. Everybody was traumatized by this. And it's going to take a long time to even unpack just what we're feeling, I think. In this period of time, there have been a number of stories that have revealed themselves about, as you pointed out, uh, heroic conduct by some, uh, conduct by others to, to help soothe, uh, especially some of the young uh, victims here. Uh, who were just traumatized by the event. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, young victims being shot in the leg and the thighs and, and, and such, uh, where they were conscious enough to know exactly what was going on, and even some of the Kansas City players uh, playing that role as well. So there must have been, they must have been very close to this actual shooting event uh, too, right? Players were feet, and that's not an over-exaggeration, just maybe a couple dozen feet away from where this happened. So to, to put the, this into perspective, the time frame of this, Ms. Holtz, the voice of the Chiefs, said, thank you, Chiefs Kingdom, go out and celebrate nine seconds, nine whole seconds before the first shots were fired. So that tells you how, how quickly all of this really came to pass. Chiefs players were starting to go into Union Station, were preparing to go onto charter buses that were waiting outside of Union Station to return these players back to Arrowhead, Obviously, the scene had to be locked down for, for quite some time. So those Chiefs players sheltered in place for a while. And, and you're, you're right, Newell, we have heard lots of stories about Chiefs players, about Andy Reid, about Jackson Mahomes, the brother of Patrick Mahomes, comforting children specifically who were traumatized by this, who were just nearby, who were even, like you said, grazed with, with, by gunshot fire, that uh, they were unfortunate enough to be nearby just bystanders. Um, and, and, and that statistic that you said right at the top, uh, statistics is a terrible word, but half of, the, half of the people who were shot, the 22 people who were shot were under the age of 18. That's, that's, that, the mind boggles when you think about that. And thankfully, thank, thankfully, those, most of those who were shot are, are going to be okay. All of the children who were shot, all of those under the age of 18, are expected to make full recoveries. Most of them have already been released from hospitals. I'm only aware of three children who are still hospitalized in Kansas City for gunshot wounds. So that is, is definitely at least a little bit of a silver lining in, in all of this terrible, terrible tragedy. I read, I read another story about a family, a father, 
a mother and a son who were all shot uh, as they they went down to the ground and were crawling away and, and one after the other uh, were shot in their lower extremities. They're all fine. Um, and to hear them recount and tell the story is just, um, it's heart-wrenching and it's compelling. Compelling is exactly right. Hard to, hard to imagine because, but I say it's hard to imagine, but it's, no, it's really not. Whenever you think about being in a large crowd like this, you, I'm, I'm sure that so many listeners right now can close their eyes and say, oh, my God, that could have been me and my family. Um, one, of, one example of this is the woman who, who died. It was popular Kansas City DJ. She's 43 years old. She's a mother of two. One of her children, her son, was also shot. He's going to be okay. It was just, it was, he was just grazed by a bullet. But, but that in itself just puts into perspective how close all of this was. It was families. It was groups of young friends who were out celebrating together. It was, there were school groups. Every school district in the Kansas City area, most of them at least, the vast majority of them, were off of school on Wednesday. Kids were downtown with their families, with their friends, with groups from school, off from school that day, celebrating. And people planned to, it was a beautiful day. It was sunny, 65 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It was just perfect. And people planned to spend the day downtown. People were going to go out. People were going to, you know, have a day with their families and their friends. And for that to all be cut short because of this, it just it just adds to the tragedy. It's just piled on and packed on. And when you think about the level, levels of the trauma here, as I said, it's going to take so long for us to just peel back all the layers here to really just get to the root of what what it is that has happened to this city because it wasn't just a mass shooting. This happened at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade where there was such a large law enforcement presence. So as I said, half the city was there. When you think about the number of people traumatized by this, it's mind truly boggles. I did want to identify um, the victim who lost her life, DJ Lisa Lopez Galvin, just a beautiful lady. And some of the stuff that I read about her commitment to the community and what, and, you know, and her um, way of giving back to the community, um, you know, again, uh, just another tragic story. You know, Brian, it kind of hits home for us here. We just finished our Mardi Gras celebration. And when we think about the, the parades, we've had similar situations, not not where this many people that I can recall being injured. But it's really a gut check for us, too. And as I was reading these stories and Having served in law enforcement for 40 years, I kind of know, you know, when you run to danger like that and, and, and you really appreciate the fact that Kansas City fans ran to the perpetrator knowing that they were armed, but also knowing that they wanted to save their community and save their fellow man from any further harm uh, at that point in time. And, and you just for me, I was moved by these stories. And as I said, it's a gut check because we just finished our Mardi Gras celebration. Thankfully, we didn't have any issues along the parade route of this nature uh, this year. And we're very fortunate. But it was a gut check. It is a gut check. And, you know, it calls into question what happens next, what happens in the future you know, God willing, the Kansas City Chiefs will win another Super Bowl in the future. Saints fans may not be super pleased to hear that, but we hope they will. Yeah, and let's not get carried what... away, Brian. Let's not get carried <laughs> away. <laughs> well, we wonder what if and when the Chiefs do achieve this again, what will it look like? 
And, yeah. and not just that, what will next season look like? What will it feel like? What will the first kickoff at Arrowhead, how will that feel? Because it won't be normal. There will be a lot to be reconciled and to be reckoned with here over the course of weeks, months, years. And really, Newell, it's going to take probably years to unpack unpack all of this. I, I, I think about the Chiefs as an organization. Every single Chiefs player, every single Chiefs administrator, all of them, every single person who works for the Kansas City Chiefs was right there. And when you think about the impact on them, on those players, how is that going to impact their ability to to process and perform in large crowds? Because I, I know so many people who have said, oh, my God, I can't even think about being in a large crowd right now. That gives me so much anxiety. What is this going to mean for football games, for, for parades in the future? And it's so sad because – there, it, it, it's become such a wonderful thing to be able to do this downtown Kansas City, to have the beautiful pictures, to have a great day, to support local businesses, and that could all come to an end because of this. I think once you get by and process the understanding of the fragility of life, excuse me, um, Kansas City will persevere. I mean, as I read through these articles, um, I don't think they're going to be willing to let the bad guys win. Uh, is I, is my I agree is my with gut? No, is my gut, I agree and I think you. I think Kansas City has faced you know uh, a lot of uh, conflict and challenges before, and and they will overcome. I agree with you. It will look different. You know, we hosted the NFL draft last year. Um, we've already had conversations about. We've heard conversations about. Well, if this does happen in the future, could that be a model? We have Arrowhead, you know, we can control security at Arrowhead. There are ways to do this safely, but to think about it being different and to not have it in the heart of Kansas City is is a little bit sad. And I I do hope, I hope that that we can find a way, and I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. If you look at the draft, um, there is a blueprint there, and it won't be the same, but it's possible. You know, Brian, this is going to sound selfish, but I think it's gone through everyone's mind, right? And especially in light of those that have injured and, and, and obviously uh, keeping in mind Lisa Lopez-Galvin losing her life. This is not how the cycle of this is supposed to work, right? So no. it, it, we didn't get – Kansas City didn't get to close the chapter, so to speak, on this in, incredible victory. Um, for not only the team, the NFL, but the city of San Fran- of uh, Kansas City, um, and I, and I guess that's that emptiness that you're trying to describe. I think maybe one way that we could maybe start to find some sort of not closure, but uh, justice, the beginning of maybe some justice, is maybe with some charges that could come later today. Um, we do expect to hear from the Jackson County Prosecutor, Gene Peters-Baker, later today. Um, we could hear charges announced against these two juveniles at some point today if charges are filed. Um, when charges are filed, I think that we can expect to see an outpouring of grief and support for for the victims. Um, you know, we, we, we have seen that 
that that is, that is a wonderful thing that we have seen come from all of this is is the outpouring of support from Newell all over the world. I mean, we we have been. I was on the BBC multiple times yesterday. I've been all over the country talking about this, and I just feel so compelled to share how Kansas City is feeling because there's something different about this, the fact that it happened the way it did, where it did, when it did, that feels, like you said, it's a gut check for all of us. What's more American than the Super Bowl, than a victory parade, than football? You know, there's nothing, nothing more American. And it, it, it almost feels like an attack on, on that. And that is going to take some time for us to process um, and to get through, I think. Yeah, it's a failed. It's it's an opportunity loss, right? Because uh, this is when everyone comes together and celebrates together uh, as a city, as as a collection and group of neighborhoods, and from all different races, ethnic groups, and otherwise. And uh, as you said, it, it, it's it's that void. But as I and I, I believe that Kansas City will persevere for sure and um, mm-hmm. and 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 overcome. Uh, but it, as you know, you so articulately said that it, we didn't close the loop on this, and maybe there'll be another opportunity to do so. And I, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the victims would probably welcome that. Yes, yes. I, Newell, I think that this will give, and you, you all Saints fans might not like to hear this. This will give Chiefs fans and the Chiefs more drive to go out and deliver for this city, not just for the city, for the victims of this tragedy. And I mean, Newell, think about it. This, this whole city, as, as I've said a few times, we are not, we weren't all gunshot victims, but we were all traumatized by this. Uh, if yeah. you weren't there, you know, somebody who was, and you, you were instantly just terrified the second that you heard what, what happened. And um, the the process of, of, of going through that grief and that terror, I, I hope that we never experience that again. But as you say, Kansas City is a strong city. We are resilient. We are proud of the Kansas City Chiefs. They will persevere. They will be champions again, and we will have another celebration. It may not look exactly like this, but it will be better. And when we do, I hope that we can close that chapter, that loop, um, I hope that we can start to get some closure for for what happened, and it's going to take it's going to take a long time. Brian Locke, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Best of luck to y'all. Your thoughts and prayers are with everyone in in Kansas City, and when y'all do celebrate, please know that we will all be celebrating with you. Thank you, Noah. Alrighty, folks. That's Brian Locke, anchor with KMBC, KMBZ, excuse me, Odyssey Station in Kansas City. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for Week Number One. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.